This episode of Health by Design is brought to you by Watercrest. Yes, Watercrest, that lonely little green no one knows what to do with, yet has been rated the world's most nutrient-dense food. No ads, no affiliate sales, no gimmicks, just green goodness. Eat some Watercrest today and start living stronger, longer, and better. Looking to live stronger, longer, and better? Then welcome to Health by Design. Hosted by leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. After years of traveling and studying around the world, Roar combines his decades of Western health and fitness knowledge with the many time-driven traditions and secrets of the ancient East to bring you only the best in cutting-edge information and special guest interviews that will have you feeling great, losing weight, and finally grabbing a hold of everything you want out of life. So if you're ready to take control of your body, health, and mind, then it's time for Health by Design. Welcome, friends, to the Health by Design podcast, a show that has been specifically designed to help you. Of course, you've already heard this at least twice, I think, so far, just listening to this so far, to live stronger, longer, and better in a world that I hate to say it is getting weaker, fatter, sicker, and lonelier. So now, if this sounds good to you, if this sounds like the kind of podcast that you just might get into, then it may be time to start, and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, it may be time to start living stronger, longer, better myself, then don't forget to subscribe. And if you're listening to this on Apple, hit me up with a quick five stars, and even better, give me a quick review if you don't mind, and share this podcast with others you think that would also like to start living stronger longer, longer, and better. Now, today's episode is a fun one because, well, I don't know where you are. It doesn't really matter where you are, but it's the winter time here in Canada. So what does that mean? Well, at least here in Vancouver, I should say, it means uh, chillier weather, not cold like Ontario, um, but it's, you know, it's gray, it rains, and it is dark. And what, what time is the sun coming up? I think it doesn't come up till about 730 down by about 4, 4.30. So, you know, maybe if you're in the summer right now, if you're listening to this in Australia, then you can just turn this podcast off. You don't need to listen to this episode. Come back next week or go back and listen to another one. But if you're in a place right now where the winter is here, the winter is coming, then this is the podcast that you want to listen to. And the whole point of this podcast is to beat the gray. This is the time of year when, let's just be honest, people, especially during the holiday season coming up here, it's now um, November the 30th as I'm recording this. Tomorrow's December the 1st. We have holiday season coming up. I probably will do an episode, maybe, um, you know, beat the seasonal bulge there, but Long story short, you know, in the wintertime, people just tend to put on the pounds. And that's because of a long, you know, a whole bunch of different things. First of all, uh, let me give, just give you my quick story. You know, like in the summertime, I'm very good. Uh, spring, summer, in the fall, I'm pretty good at taking walks. I will take a walk quite often in the summertime. You know, every day I get up around 5, 5.30. But in the summer, you know, I'd be outside there. The sun would be shining. It would be beautiful weather at 5.30, 6 a.m. We could take a walk, you know, shirtless in the sun. It was great getting that vitamin D. Now I'm taking walks. Sometimes I have to take a walk with a flashlight. Like it is dark. So I have not been taking as many walks. I'm still trying to get out there, but I'm not going to lie. Cannot lie because you don't lie. Too many health professionals out there, fitness gurus, they lie. Okay, I'm not taking that many walks as I was even just a month ago. I think, in fact, I think this week I've only done one. It's been a bad week. Now, 
My saving grace is the, uh, the the business that I'm working at right now has me walking a lot. Basically, no sitting for eight hours straight and carrying heavy stuff. And I'm there a few days a week. I've been, you know, cranking up the gym, though, too, which is, well, we'll talk about that as well. But long story short, you know, my walks have been dropping. The rain is coming and just doesn't make you want to feel like going outside in the rain. I finally bought a pair of boots, though. Promised myself this year I'm going to be prepared for this weather so I can get out there and walk more. Got myself a nice jacket. I got and uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about this a little bit later. How you can have some fun with the the cold actually. But I got myself a jacket. I got myself some boots, and I'm I'm prepared. So this podcast is about how you can beat the gray. You know, let's beat the gray. Let's beat the cold. Let's make the winter time healthier, or at least as healthy as the summertime. And I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of different aspects that. You know, basically things that we're doing that are making us heavier uh, and sicker and just you know, crappier in the winter. And uh, I'm going to talk about each one and we're going to give you some ideas on how to fix it. So first one I want to talk about is NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that's exactly what I was just talking about a minute ago. That is walking. So what is NEAT? Well, let's look at those words again. Non-exercise, meaning you're not exercising. Activity and thermogenesis. That means burning calories. So many studies have shown that people who are more active can handle some more calories and they don't gain weight as fast. In fact, fidgeters, just fidgeting, you know, even now I'm sitting here, I'm kind of rocking back and forth. I'm, I'm at my standing desk, but I'm actually using my, um, my bar stool right now, but I'm literally rocking back and forth as I talk to you, kind of twisting around here, fidgeting. I'm a hand talker, so my hands are flying all over the place. I'll probably start videotaping these one day, but it's just going to be a lot of fingers in, in the camera. So maybe I won't do that. But fidgeting uh, can burn up to an extra 350 calories a day. So I want you guys to really start focusing on NEAT. And one of the simplest ways is by doing steps. So get out there and get yourself. Well, you got two things. You don't have to get yourself a step tracker. I would like you to get yourself a step tracker because I think it's important because really, here's the thing. Step tracking is the only objective way we have of measuring our non-activity uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. We're just going to call it neat for now because that's way too long. It's the only way. You know, I use my standing desk. Um, you can do different things, but it doesn't, my, you know, my, my little thing doesn't measure standing desk time. It doesn't measure sitting on a Swiss ball time. It measures steps. So I want you guys to aim for a minimum of 7,500 steps per day. And that is on top of any gym time. So if you go to the gym, I want you to, you know, take off that stepper or add to it. It's 7,500 plus the gym, if you're going to the gym. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. But there's lots of ways to get it. You know, like the walking more is a big one. So morning walk with your cup of coffee. You know, walking to the bus more, maybe just walking to the store. You know you can walk to that store, but you probably drive even though it's literally 200 meters away. Just Go there on your feet. General moving, sitting on the floor more. You know, um, using a Swiss ball, using a standing desk, like I said, in your office. Getting one of those standing, to, um, what, sitting to standing conversion, converters, I think they call it. Um, yeah, just anything that has you moving more. The average North American only does about 45, 4,600 steps a day. We're over in Asia, and I've talked about this before. They average somewhere around the high sixes, even in the 7,000s. You've heard the old get 10,000 steps a day. That's a pretty good goal. 
There's no actual science behind the 10,000 steps. In fact, it was just a marketing gimmick that was used to sell a pedometer back in the day in Japan. But overall, 10,000 steps is a pretty nice goal. But I, I'm going to set the bar lower for you. Just 7,500 steps a day, not including the gym. So that's going to be a big one. And I want you guys, my next podcast is going to be about developing or designing, I should say, a healthy home in 2020 and beyond. Now, if you haven't watched that, you can also go see my top, I think it's my top five tips on building a um, healthier home uh, on YouTube. But uh, my next podcast can be about that. And we're going to give you some neat ideas. So that's neat, non-activity, uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Next thing I want you to do is I want you to look at your food. Okay, this, this is the biggest one. Okay, neat even comes under this. Okay, exercise, everything comes under looking at the amount of calories and the kinds of food you are getting. Gray, dark, depressing, dreary weather has you feeling more tired, has you making worse choices, has you cheating more and eating more. So I want you to start really thinking about those serving sizes. Next time you make some pasta, look at how many carbohydrates are in that pasta, right? Get yourself, after it's cooked, get yourself a uh, measuring cup and measure yourself on half a cup to one cup of cooked noodles. That's it. Start measuring your food a little bit just for a couple weeks. Just say, okay, how many slices of bread do I do I actually need? So I'm not going way too high in, in calories. I'm not going to say carbohydrates, and it's pro- just in calories. Um, how much pasta do I need to eat? How much rice do I need to eat? One of the things that, and this is why I, I say just do it for a couple weeks, but don't get hooked on this because... I've lived in lots of countries. Like the, the beginnings of the podcast is, you know, Roar has lived in many countries in Asian India, blah, blah, blah. None of them measure food. Nobody owns a digital food scale there. Nobody's got it. My wife had never even seen a digital food scale before she got here. But they are healthier and they are leaner and they are lighter for one reason. They just do portioned, sensible calorie control and they eat a lot of high nutrient low calorie low density foods lots of leafy greens lots of herbs lots of spices lots of fruits and vegetables you know so just oh and that's another thing by the way if you've listened to my podcast i'm really working on stopping saying you know i send i tend to say that a lot so that that's the last time we're going to say you know in this podcast just watch those you know protein i said you know again protein should be about the size of your palm and lean protein, okay, spare ribs, sausages, bacon. That's not what I'm talking about here. That is fat. Guarantee you, if you measure the calories in that, those fat calories are going to outweigh the protein calories. I'm talking about lean cuts of protein, extra lean ground meats, fish, extra lean, lean cuts of beef, chicken breast, turkey breast, you know, the poultry, the birds. Carbohydrates, usually about one cup cooked, maybe even half a cup, and getting lots of vegetables in there. So watch the amounts of food you're eating. And just, I'm just going to tell you this. Just do, I'm just going to have some of my hot chocolate here. Three meals a day. That's it. No more this bullshit. No more this one meal a day. No more of this eight-hour eating window. You know, no more of this snacks. I need my snacks. You don't eat fucking snacks. You're not in kindergarten. My kindergarten, he has he has snacks. All right? You are an adult. 
you do not need snacks. You know why you don't need snacks? Because you eat a good-sized breakfast, a nice lunch, and a decent, smart, healthy, portion-controlled dinner, drink lots of water and calorie-free drinks. You don't need snacks. Now, if you're you know, a 200-plus-pound guy and you got to get in your protein, fine. Then you can have that protein shake or you can have that little extra bit of protein between those meals because, let's be honest, you might be needing to get 200 grams of protein a day. That's what? That's what, 65, 70 grams, about 70 grams per meal? It's just a little much, so you may need to divide that up. But listen, if you're a woman particularly, and if you're a guy under 100 and, let's say, 50 pounds, three meals a day, that's it. You don't need snacks. Now, this is an interesting one. Homemade food. You should be trying to cook more at home, but homemade's better, but in in theory, it, it does work. But I guess what I'm saying this is I have a friend, and she was telling me about her boyfriend, and her boyfriend um, used to eat out a lot. And then he switched to cooking food at home, and he gained weight and uh, gained fat, let's just say. And he said, well, see, healthy, see, home cooking actually makes you fatter than eating out. Well, this is the thing. A couple things he didn't take into consideration. Number one, his neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis went down. Number two, from what I understand, he runs a um, what's that company that does landscaping. So we can we can even put that under exercise. That really got cut down during the big lockdown. So his physical activity, one way or the other, went way down, and then started making larger amounts of food. And most people, let's be honest, aren't that very good at cooking healthy food. I mean, you can take. You can go buy lasagna and cook it at home. You can eat mounds of spaghetti and cook it at home. Make sure the food you're eating is good homemade food. But really, at the end of the day, I don't care if it comes from a can, a box, whatever. Keep an eye on your calorie control and get rid of that snacking. Particularly late night snacking. If you're one of those people who just... And I'm one of those people, I'll be honest... That between 7 and 9 o'clock, you just like to get hungry. You like to snack. Whatever it is, don't do it. Figure out a way. I have my flavored soda waters. Um, you you know, if you need to, have a little bit of yogurt or something. I, I, I bought some Greek yogurt recently. So, But I'm really trying to get out of that. It's a bad habit that even I have. I tend to sometimes work on my computer about 7, 8 o'clock, even though i got the blue blockers on, which we're going to talk about. Actually, the next point is I still, for some reason, I think it's just, you know, it's the end of the day. You're kind of relaxed and your willpower has gone away through the day. And I don't even need a lot of willpower. I don't need willpower to not eat. But just for some reason, in the nighttime, it just seems easier to snack. I hear a lot of people, that 7 to 10 p.m. time. Get your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner under control. Make sure that you're eating lots of foods that are filling you up, but are low in calories, but high in nutrients. So that's it for food. Next, we're going to move to getting your sleep. Okay. Got to make sure you're getting your sleep. And it's, let's be honest, it's a lot easier now to get your sleep, right? Sun's down at 430. You can't tell me. You, you can't tell me you can't get your sleep. <laughs> I am the opposite. Last two nights in a row, I've gone to bed at 830. Uh, now I get up at five. Actually, the day before yesterday, I was up at 430. Today, I was up at 515. Um, I have the, I have the opposite. I have a hard time staying awake just because I get up so early and my days are pretty active, but you know, 
watch number one is watch that nighttime lighting right we got to be watching that light at nighttime because that stuff is going to mess you up i really do prefer the sun down earlier and it's better for getting sleep making you tired but if you keep all those cfls and all those leds if your house is lit up like a freaking christmas tree then it's completely irrelevant, the sun going down early, right? So in the summertime, I tell people, use those blackout shades after 7 p.m. Just really cut down on the light. That's the biggest thing. Now, the next thing, because we're talking about circadian rhythm, right? That is your body's natural process of tuning down for the day. There's tuning up in the morning, tuning down. So your body is a pro natural biological process is where there's certain times you're supposed to be awake and wired, morning to the day, and then at nighttime, different hormones start shifting around melatonin starts to rise and not doing a few certain things can really mess up your um, melatonin and the three big ones I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about the three big ones right now light and you can control your light use incandescent old school those old school orange looking bulbs use some uh, red incandescent party bulbs you can use those at the party stores you can go shopping there's a lot of companies now like the bedtime bulb for instance that are making light night should say sorry night specific bulbs that are low in the blue and the green spectrum these bulbs don't help you fall to sleep but they don't they don't get in the way of sleep there's no such thing as far as i know of a bulb that actually makes you tired but there are bulbs out there that will help you to not stay awake so definitely look into that check out the bedtime bulbs that's the first thing the second thing that you can easily control, I already talked about this, is eating. Even eating 7, 8, 9 p.m. at night, that can mess up your circadian rhythm because basically it tells your body, oh, hey, I just got nutrients. I'm supposed to be awake because if evolutionarily, we always probably stopped eating up to probably even just about 100 years ago. We probably stopped eating by 6 or 7 p.m. because it'd be dark and we really didn't even have electrical lights, right? So food, not after 7 p.m. or at least two to three hours minimum before you go to bed the third one is exercise try to not do any heavy intense and hardcore exercise after 7 p.m even 6 p.m i know that's not good news for all of you that like to do those you know you get off work maybe six you like to go kill it at crossfit or orange theory or even just weight training at 7 p.m but it's just, it just wakes up your body, right? It, it spikes your body temperature, it spikes adrenaline, uh, it spikes, um, you know, just all those hormones. It, it gets the, you know, it, so it's, it wakes you up. That's Let's just be honest. Exercising wakes you up. I don't have all my notes in front of me. I'm not going to go through every freaking hormone it does, but it wakes you the fuck up. So make sure you are not doing intense, heavy, straining exercise a couple hours before bed. It's very simple. Now, if you say to me, well, Roar, I have no choice. I have to exercise that time of night. First, I'd say, well, do you? But if you do, let's just say you do. For argument's sake, let's say you do. Well, then you need to do some shit afterwards that's going to help you recover a lot faster. And that's going to be, you know, doing some breathing, some belly breathing, some nasal deep breathing. And then I want you to go home and I want you to have a nice, cool shower, cold bath, whatever you have to do. I want you to bring that body temperature back down. Your body temperature needs to be low for you to get a good sleep. Get outside after. It's wintertime now, right? So this is what I do. 
I, before bed, about an hour before I go to bed, I will stand outside, even in a fucking snowstorm, okay? Minus 10 degrees. I will stand outside in a pair of shorts for a few minutes. I'm not saying you got to do that. Put on your fleece pajama bottoms. Put on your top. But just go out and get a little cool, especially if you're exercising at night. Bring that body temperature down. You got to really get back into that sleep mode. But those are the three big ones, right? Light, food, and activity are the three big things that can mess with your sleep. You get those under control, you're probably going to have a better time getting to sleep. Now, the next one I'm going to talk about is getting in that exercise, right? You have to, especially this time of year, it's so important that you exercise. And I'm all about building the home gym now because here's the thing. The gyms, they're open, they're closed, they're open, they're closed, they're open, they're closed. Like every day I go to my gym, I have to check if if they close it again. I don't know what the rules are. Now you have to wear a mask in the gym. It's really annoying. So build yourself a home gym. You know, our steps are down. We already talked about that. Your non-exercise activity thermogenesis is down. The one thing that you can do is exercise more. So that is all I'm going to say about that. You need to go build yourself a gym or you need to make sure you're getting to the gym. Make sure it's something where you are not going to get locked out. By now, I'm sure you've all heard of the amazing benefits of hitting the sun at least a couple times per week. From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer. And that is quite the list, and that's not even close to all the benefits. But there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas, differences that can literally make the difference between getting healthier or getting sicker. I mean, do you really think you can hop onto Alibaba and order some cheap sauna from some untraceable factory in China and expect it to be solid quality? I think we all know the answer to that by now. And this is why I suggest in investing in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And these are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Western Canadian home sauna brand. Founder Randy Gom has completed third-party, comprehensive, 100-point health testing on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He has even made sure there is zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and uses only pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero EMFs possible. Clean, even heat, no toxins, nearly zero EMFs. And the one and two person models can be plugged right into your existing home wall outlets. Costs about only 40 cents to run for an entire hour and there's a model to fit any size space you currently have. Believe me, I did a lot of research into choosing the best infrared saunas for my clients, myself, and my family. And Radiant Health Saunas is the clear winner bar none. And this is one of the best investments you can make to your long-term health. Check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com. And then once you know which model you want, simply tell them Roar Alexander from the Health by Design podcast sent you, and you will save $500 off any wooden model. Yes, you heard me right. $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to Health by Design. All right, so the next one is taking some time to go to the spa, the sauna. Now, depending on where you are, this may or may not be an option, but if you can, get yourself to the sauna. Enjoy some heat. Once a month, me and the wife are trying to get to the sauna. Now, they're changing the rules. We were just ready to go up to Whistler, actually, this month. We were just probably next week. We're going to go up to Whistler, Scandinavian Spa. 
which has like saunas, steam rooms, cold tubs, the whole thing. And then I found out you have to wear a mask in the sauna and in the steam room. That is freaking ridiculous. So I don't care what you think about masks. That is stupid wearing a mask in the sauna and in the steam room. Defeats every purpose of a sauna. I, I can just see people passing out. I just don't think that's a good idea. I think the other sauna here that we go to quite often, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't have to wear masks in their saunas yet. But again, again, I don't know. I haven't checked their I haven't checked their Facebook or their Instagram in a couple days, so that might have changed since then. But if you could go get yourself some heat, just go warm up, have a spa day every month. That's just a great way to feel better, right? You're gonna physically feel better. You're gonna mentally feel better. So try to give yourself a spa day when you can. Now, you can also go out, of course, grab yourself an infrared sauna. Um, we go through, you just heard the ad for it, for infrared saunas. Those things are amazing. Um, the ones that I love, I know Randy Gum. I've tried his. his. I want to get one. My plan is to get one soon, but I just have a few other things that need to get lined up first. But an infrared sauna is 100% on it because, like I said, nobody's going to make you wear a mask in your infrared sauna in your house. Worst case... You know, turn up the crank up that steam and just have a nice steamy shower, right? But getting to the spa and sauna is going to make a really big difference this winter. If you can do that every, if you can do it once a week, awesome. I used to be able to do it when the community centers were open. They had a steam room and a sauna that was awesome and very economic. I think, you know, six bucks for the whole day. You could use the gym, the pool, shut all that down now. It's unfortunate. So depending where you're listening to this, that, you know, this one may or may not apply to you, but do your best to try to find something. Now, the next two I'm going to talk about are embracing the gray, embracing the cold, embracing the winter. And that is getting into a winter sport or even let's just say, even worst case, an indoor sport, right? Get active, but don't let the winter time slow you down. So you got skiing, right? Snowboarding, cross country, snowshoeing, skating, taking the kids out. Um, you know, just tobogganing or joining an indoor sports team if you can. Again, I know it's hard because so many places aren't allowing it, but I know, for instance, like I think indoor soccer places you can't play, but I think maybe indoor badminton you can because it's only two people. Not sure if ping pong's a thing, but if you can find a way to get either into a winter sport where you're out there by yourself, like I know for a fact the mountains are open, or look at getting into some sort of indoor sport or physical indoor hobby. Now, the next one, nobody can stop you from doing. Don't care if they shut down the mountains tomorrow, if they shut down everything, they put locks on everything. This is one you can do, and this one is fun in a kind of sadistic way. But that is playing around with cold immersion. Like I said, enjoy, take advantage. The one thing I do look forward to, this time of year, a lot of people are like, oh, it's cold, it's terrible outside, don't go outside. I'm like, yeah, it is, but let's take advantage. Because when I was in Thailand, I'm like, man, I would kill for some cold days. So for you budding and wannabe biohackers, let's time to take advantage of this, right? I don't like the cold too much, but I do take advantage of it. And I do find it weird that saunas are so popular and people go on and on and on about their benefits. And yet by doing the exact opposite, using cold immersion, you're kind of seen as a nut bar, right? But it's so good for you. It builds that mental toughness, number one. It also is great at burning extra calories due to the conversion and activation of brown fat cells, which are the medically med metabolically active fat cells. So a study published in the Nature Journal Scientific Report has found evidence that exposure to cold temperatures could transform the type of fat we form in our bodies and even potentially help us burn off excess body fat. For the research, scientists differentiated stem cells to become fat cells at both normal body temperature and slightly 
cooler temperatures. They found that the lower temperatures, the cells formed a kind of fat known as brown fat, which causes the body to burn more calories to keep warm and burn off excess body fat. Now, people always have some layer of fat in their bodies. Adults have mostly white fat, which serves as a solid, inert way of storing energy. White fat is what makes uh, the most dangerous excess body fat. So that's why we think when we think of body fat. Brown fat, on the other hand, is used to rev up the metabolism and keep us warm. It's how babies regulate their body temperature so they don't have the muscles to shiver themselves warm yet. Now, the realization that we have at least some residual brown fat stores has given scientists hope that they can figure out how to activate and even stimulate the growth of this brown fat in our bodies, which could help burn off extra calories, including the white fat that many of us stored around our bellies, which is the worst place to store fat. And cold temperatures are seen as a big part of that puzzle. Other aspects of cold temperature immersion is Im uh, boosting immunity. It gives you energy, almost a high, and they've even used it to help people with depression and anxiety. It can help reduce uh, body inflammation, and it gives that uh, the skin a really tight feeling, kind of like a muscle pump, you know? You try this next time. Next time you have a shower, I want you to challenge yourself to turning on the cold water after and I don't mean for like two or three seconds. This I want you to do this. I want it's going to be fit. if you haven't done this before. It's hard, but after a while, it, and after a long while, it gets quite easy. One of the first things you need to do is you need to control your breathing and just try to breathe normally. But I want you to try to stay in that cold water, and I mean cold water. You can start off with cool water if you want, but if you can, as quickly as you can, move into cold. For at least 30 seconds, I try to aim anywhere between, depending on the day, one minute to a solid three minutes. And there's even... Facebook groups where people go out and they do cold water plungers, they join meetups, you know, there's like weekly polar bear clubs or whatever. They're even around here. I see them quite often. They head down to the beaches, you know, it'd be four or five people, middle of winter, four or five people down there in bikinis and uh, swimsuits. So play around with the cold weather. Uh, it's going to boost your immunity. It's going to just make you feel great after. Now, honestly, there's nothing like coming out of the, during the cold shower. Like it's not fun. Nobody, no, there's not fun. But when you come out, you just feel so energized and alive. I absolutely love the after feeling, just like exercise. It's not fun when you're doing it, but you just feel so good after. And a cold shower is like that. So that's it. That is it. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I hope you take away at least one thing, if not more, from it. And of course, if you already did not do it, Make sure you tap that subscribe button so you do not miss any Health by Design episodes. Or like I said at the beginning, please toss me a quick five stars on Apple Podcasts so I can get this, you know, this general podcast noticed by more people. And if you are so inclined, remember to check out that I have a new 100% free health and fitness masterclass available by website at www.roaralexander.com slash VIP. And then you're going to learn a bunch of useful health and fitness stuff that you can take action on right away. That uh, link is also going to be in the show notes below. If you're listening to this on um, Apple, I think Spotify probably shows the show notes too. I do have to take a look at that, but I'm pretty sure most of them have show notes at the bottom. So take a look down there, check it out. I think you guys are going to like it. It is about 50 minutes long, 48 minutes long. So make sure you book some time for it. Nice thing about it is though, um, there's no software needed. Uh, it's not one of these you know, so-called webinars where I try to pretend it's live, but it's not live. And there's like, you have to book a time, even though I'm 
probably sleeping during that time because that's how these things work. Most of these webinars, just so you know, most of these webinars out there, they're not live. They are recorded. They have a special software that's expensive that makes you feel like, oh, it's going to say, okay, it's Tuesday at two o'clock and there's a countdown. You can't watch it before. You can't pause it. Mine, you can. It's just a video, right? It's a masterclass video I made on demand. The link gets sent to your inbox. You can start it. You can pause it if you need to. You can come back to it later. No catches, no nothing. You don't need to do anything weird. So, and again, that, that's my masterclass. And then finally, if your time has come to get some professional help on your journey to living stronger, longer, and better, then you can also go to my website and set up your free no sales pressure private coaching call with me at www.roaralexander.com slash free call. Uh, so if that sounds something like good to you, if you've really said, hey, you know what? I think this guy knows what he's talking about. I think he could help me lose that extra pounds, help gain my weight, you know, help them gain a little bit of muscle, help lose some fat, and just help me start feeling better. Then, you know, take advantage of that. Doesn't hurt. Let's just chat on the phone, okay? And until next time, remember, I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, you know it, a heck of a lot better. This has been the Health by Design podcast with Canada's leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Health by Design through your favorite podcast provider. And then don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to stay up to date with my latest blogs, speaking events, and exclusive interviews with guests from all around the world. While you're there, be sure to check out my coaching options to help you on your own personal health journey, set up your free call, and together, let's see how I can help you starting today. And until next time, remember... I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, better.